Hi everyone, this is Ben Guest, and today's conversation is with author Remy Ngamije. Remy is a Rwandan-born author who is based in Windhoek, Namibia. And in his own words, he said he was a zero in the literary world. Today's conversation is about the journey Remy took from being a zero in the literary world to having a literary agent and a publishing deal. Remy's first novel, The Eternal Audience of One, was published this year, 2021, and is available at all your fine booksellers. Remy shares the steps he took to start publishing short stories in literary journals and how that led to him getting a literary agent and how that led to him getting a book deal with Scout Press and publishing his first book. Enjoy. Mm. Um, what was your journey to getting an agent and to getting um, a publishing house, a publishing deal? Ooh, long story, but I'll cut it short for you. Um, I finished in August 2017 writing this manuscript. It was very long. It was very unwieldy. I didn't know what I was doing. Peter Orner, a friend of ours, had, 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 had seen it. And he said he was promising, you know, which was coming from a writer like him was such an encouraging thing. And I said, you know, let me start sending it out in the world. I didn't know anything about publishing at that point. First thing I did, and I'll walk you through everything as best as I can. I Googled where the heck the publisher is in the world. Cause I'm like, what do I do? Uh, and so there was a time and a, I, I can't seem to find this in them. There used to be an online directory of global publishers and it will say, Here's Ben Guest Literary Agency. We're looking for commercial fiction, literary fiction, sci-fi, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I literally went through and I first narrowed it down to like people interested in African literature. There was like out of, out of maybe 500 or 1,000 agents, there was like only three. And I was like, this is not gonna work. So I just spread my search a little bit more and I said, literary fiction. I didn't know whether what I'd written was literary fiction, but I was just like, look, I'm not gonna, Zero out of three is a very bad statistic, but zero out of like maybe 300 will make me feel better about myself, but I tried. So it was a statistics game. I got this, I got these, um, this list of agents and publishing houses who were soliciting work from writers around the world. And I compiled an Excel sheet with their names, where they were in the world and their email addresses. And then I said, I literally Googled how to read, reach out to an agent. I learned how to write a query letter from the internet. I compiled one, obviously some of them were a little bit trickier than others asking to be specific. So I found out the general style for all of them, the ones, some were generic, some were specific, compiled all the query letters over the course of like two weeks. And then literally what, we, what I started was, Every day I'd have a target of like, must email 20 people, must email 30, 40 people, whatever, and work my way through, through uh, down this list. So that's how it happened. I sent it out all over the world with the intention and hoping that it work. It didn't work for me through the solicitation uh, uh, method. What did work though, once, once there was a, an agency in, in Spain that was enthusiastic about the manuscript, it was on a waiting list for quite a while. And then the discouraging thing, and by this time you have to understand, I'm very desperate. I think every writer gets to that stage. 
they're asking you to change things that ultimately will not be the story that you wrote or want to tell. And I had a, a very tough situation where I had to decide whether I wanted to go for this opportunity and rewrite the whole thing uh, to suit the, the, the advice or ideas that they had. And in and around this time, I was given a week to consider. And ultimately I said no, because I didn't want to do that. But, you know, to, talk, to say no and then go back to the wild is like, it's wild. It's not, it's not like I'm Dave Chappelle and I've got already done this work with Comedy Central and now I'm turning down $140 million. No, I've got zero and I'm still saying no to an opportunity, which was scary. And when I think about it, it was ultimately the right thing to do. But at the time, I remember when I said no, I was very down for a very long time because then after that, it almost went dry. And then it was almost like, yeah, this is not gonna happen. And then strangely enough, this is where the turnaround comes. After a year of being rejected straight, uh, I ran, a, a, a guy I followed on Twitter, a South African writer who's writing I really admired, nonfiction writer. I emailed him and I remember he'd gotten uh, an advance and a publishing deal from a South African publishing company. And I said, dude, how did you do it? Because I've got this manuscript and I'm trying to shop around. And he said, let me send me your thing. We'd never really interacted much. We just followed and retweeted each other. Got in touch with him via DM. And he said, send me your manuscript. I'll read it. And you know, I'll pass it on to whoever I know in the industry here. His friend happened to be Tabiso Machlape, who was the founder and owner of Blackbird Books. And so he was like, Remy, I read your thing. I'm going to send it to this publisher, local publisher in South Africa, and uh, we'll just wait and see. Blackbird at the time was a subsidiary or uh, an imprint of a larger media house, Jakana, but Blackbird was really focusing on emerging Black writers in South Africa. I represented a very big risk for them because I was not South African and I wasn't in South Africa. So you can understand the marketing dynamics of books are quite tricky on our continent because those things come into play. And so she said, you know, we've never published someone international before, uh, but we'd like to take this risk with you if you're on board with us. I had two choices again, to either go along for the journey or say no and say, no, I'm gonna wait until Hamilton House or Fourth Estate comes to get you know, that kind of stuff, you know, you, because this is what you see in the world. You see somebody get picked up by that six figure advance, whatever you're like, nah, it's going to happen. I, at that time, for me, I had reached the stage where I was like, I will play with anyone who shows up. All that matters is that we play to the best of our ability and we try and win this damn game. I'll go back to basketball metaphors again. I don't mind who I play with at the pickup game just as long as you sweat for this. Like this is, we gotta play with our heart. Like when we lose 7-3, we're gonna make these people work for those seven points. That's my attitude. Like, yo, you can beat me, but you're not coming off this court feeling like it was just a walk in the park. No, you're gonna, you're gonna be hurting. Yeah, and so that was my attitude. And thankfully Blackbird loved the attitude. And so I got signed in 20, 20, 20 contract was February 2019, I think, if I remember correctly. Now, this is where the business aspect of it comes and the editing aspect of it comes as well. A lot of things I learned in one go, I didn't have like a, a, a separate experience. All of it was 
uh, melded together. So she got back to me and she said, ben, uh, she said, Remy, I like your story, but you're gonna have to cut it, but you're gonna cut it yourself. I'm not gonna do it for you. She told me about the past that she needed revising and she gave me general writing advice, like say something once and then don't say that thing unless you've got something new to say about it. Where you, where, cause I had this habit of you like saying something that is fire and then you need to reinforce it with double fire and then you must on top of it call in an airstrike. It's like, no, you've already killed you've killed the thing there's no need to like nuke it into oblivion and so choose and so she said choose the best sentence out of all of the descriptions or scenes that you're saying and that'll bring down the word count and she said but i'm not gonna do it you're gonna do it and she gave me a target and she said half and i was distraught and i was like but by this time i said i had said i had already committed to Whoever shows up at the picket game, even if it is the loser kids who you boy don't want to play with, we're going to play, which means we're going to play D, aggressive D on every single thing. And so I went back to my manuscript and I was ruthless. Uh, and I managed to cut it down to a third. I learned a lot about myself as a writer, a lot of repetition, a lot of over-stylizing or worrying that people won't get something. Uh, and I managed to cut it down to a third. And then to two, not a third, to two thirds, I cut, two, I cut a third out. I didn't manage half. And so I came back to her and she was like, ah, I expected, that's what I expected. Um, and then the editor who she'd hired then worked with me to thin it out a little more and remove the excess, trim the fat off the bacon, so to speak. And that's how right. the South African version came out. So you've got, then you've comes got the, the South, South African publisher. Yeah, yeah. You edit yourself yeah. and then you work with an editor there. And yeah. From there, um, how do you get a literary agent here in the <laughs> states? And uh, again, publishing deal here in the states. <laughs> ben, uh, then something weird happened. So remember what I said in the beginning about taking on an international writer. How are you gonna market this dude? How are you gonna sell him to the public if he doesn't have a publishing history? His biography doesn't say his work has appeared in. That, that was blank. And so Tabiso got back to me and said, now we need to start creating a publishing history for you. Have you written short stories? And I said, yeah, maybe my journal, but like not like for submission. So she said- Oh, so you haven't published any of your short stories before you never, submitted never. your manuscript? Interesting, never. okay. That's, yeah. that, that, and this is another thing as well that we'll talk about when it comes to the business of getting your work out and whatnot. I was like, a zero like you know I was like she was like literally this was her reaction like this is good but who are you in the literary universe on the continent where's your work like it's interesting that you have this thing but there's nothing else to you and you know I was I I had a little blog that I ran when I was in Cape Town and I wrote for a bunch of publications but there was nothing in literature said we need a publishing history and so she's like you need to write short stories and that's all she said you need to write short stories i didn't know anything about literary magazines but i went and i read up about it. again google was my best friend i found about submittable i opened a submittable account and then i went to the back end and i saw all of these Wait, submission tell, windows. tell us tell us what submittable, submittable. Is. submittable is an online portal that allows publications like literary magazines to solicit content from the from the 
from the global public. So that's where submission windows are published or you find out uh, Ben Guest Review is open for submissions for fiction for May. Please submit by this time. And it'll have like a user end back, back end where you can uh, submit your work and Ben Guest Review will get it and they'll send you either acceptance or uh, rejection or whatever. And then from that's basically their catchment basin for literature that they want to publish yeah so now you're yeah. unsubmittable you start writing and submitting some short stories and then what happens next yeah and then immediately the standard routine uh rejection because i'm new to this medium i'm reading a lot of short story uh, anthology i'm reading a lot on the internet about how to write a short story um and then the same thing rejection but i'm still determined to in this pickup game that is publishing to make sure that I'm doing the best for my team. Um, and so rejections come, but those I'm not really, they don't hit as hard because I'm also working on the manuscript. I'm going through the edits and stuff. Like the first one got picked up by a magazine called Litro in the UK. And that was, I, I've never been happier. This is in the start of 2019. I've, I was so, so, happy and it was a story about a couple whose relationship is on the rocks and they go to a yoga class to try and save it wild premise but somehow it seemed to work in that in that narrative uh in in the story and so they picked it up and so what i've seen from the publishing world is and maybe other editors can speak to this i'm not really sure is as soon as you get one story published you're more likely to get another one picked up as well. Because I think to the editors, it signals that this is a person who's dedicated their craft. And if their craft has been recognized there, there's a higher chance that there's something here for us. Uh, I'm not sure whether that's true, but it's something that I've seen because I got my first one picked up in literal. And then the second one was Afrida. I think in the space of like another three weeks, it all came fast and furiously. And then it was, Afrida, and then that was wonderful because Afrida is a, one of a, it's a very popular literary magazine in Africa. Um, and it's to be published in there and to have your work circulated. That was one, that was a story called Figures of Preach, which, uh, which takes place in a church, in a, in a mega church, in which the, the figures of speech are played out in the pastor's sermon. So like hyperbole obviously gets a paragraph some of these preachings are hyperbolic uh, and but I was experimenting with style and form and I was because I didn't have a reputation I really didn't have I'll do whatever again if you go back to pick up narrative is whoever needs to pick up the star player whoever's closest go pick him up like go switch whatever so I was just like whatever um, and then so the, so, yeah. so basically because I'm trying to sort of yeah. yeah. Again, in the specific, make this universal. So for yeah. a young writer, for a writer out there who's just getting started, a couple of steps would be write some short stories, maybe yeah. join a writing group or have a friend who's a writer Definitely. get feedback. Yeah. Use submittable, submit those yeah. stories to various literary magazines. Yeah. And then at the same time, you can be working on something novel, else, some, yeah. something um, longer and yeah. start writing query you know google how to write a query letter start sending <laughs> query letters um yeah th those are kind of the, the broad steps correct yeah 
Yeah, and then after that, Ben, uh, this is where the literary agent story comes along. I got picked up from a literary magazine. Yeah, um, my agent, Cecile, read a short story that we published in a literary magazine in the US called American Codarta. And this was the summer issue and it was coming out and she read my short story and literally she got in touch with me the very next day after it came out on Instagram. She sent me a direct message me, a DM on Instagram. I was, she was like, hey Remy, I read your story, Franco in American Kadara. I really loved it, it was interesting. Um, and I'm curious, and it's so in your bio, it says that your debut novel is forthcoming. Do you mind if I, I would like to look at it? My book then had not yet come out in, the, in, in South Africa. This was around May-ish, and the book came out in July. And then after July, it was published in South Africa. Then we sent the manuscript off to her. But she literally and, found and, me. And, and we're talking 2019? 2019. This is 2019. So, so just, again, for the listeners, you finish the first the the uh, a draft in twenty seventeen, <laughs> and so basically two years of yeah. submitting short stories, you know rejection. No, 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 no. So, so one year of writing twenty sixteen to twenty seventeen, twenty seventeen to twenty eighteen is submitting the manuscript and not getting any responses. All the short story submissions started in January twenty nineteen. So right. the magic of shows that only happened in that year after I'd signed the contract with Blackbird and they say, we need to get you something ready for July 2019. That was when the book was kind of like, they were like, we need to get you your work right. out there somehow. Yeah. And, and so and then kind I, of, yeah. uh, again, for the, for the universal, it's mm. a lot of work mm. in crickets, a lot of work in crickets, a in lot crickets, of work in yes, crickets. Yes, and then yes. almost like a flood of, okay, yeah, story, story, yeah. story, yeah, query, yeah this agent's now contacting me okay yeah. continue and then, and then she was very cecile was amazing in the sense that she got the humor in the show story and therefore she and she reached out on a limb to this person in the minutes like do you have a manuscript to consider we sent her the manuscript we didn't hear for about a month or two and then we're just like yeah probably not gonna work you know we're just like she didn't like it but then she got back to us and she said uh this is and, wonderful. And, and so who's, who's, who's we? We is me and Blackbird Books, Tabiso Maklape. So uh, how it works in, South, in Southern Africa, we don't have literary agents. You have a direct relationship with the publisher. And so Cecile was based in New York and, and Amsterdam. And so she was moving between those. And so which explained the lag uh, with responses at the time, I think. Uh, and so we're just like, nah, she didn't like it. I don't think she did. But then she got back to us towards the end of 2019 and said, I would like to represent this work. It wasn't me, it was the work. So it was like, I would like to take this manuscript, shove it around and see what happens. Uh, and so while this book is, while the book is out in, in South Africa uh, and Namibia and some parts of Africa, I'm writing stories fast and furiously because I'm finding a weird thing. <laughs> You're trying to create, if you create an audience for some of your work, most likely the audience will come for all of your work. So what, by that, what I mean is the writers who like the short story might look at your bio and say, he's got a novel, can we get this novel? They might walk into a bookstore and ask for it. And I found that to be a wonderful way to get 
news about the novel out. Um, because like I said, my job and my heart, my drive was to really make the publishing of this book worthwhile to Blackbird Books. This indie publisher that taken a massive risk on publishing this book. Uh, and then thankfully some of the short stories got recognitions and that further fueled the profile of the writer, not necessarily the work, but the writer. Cause now there's a curiosity about who you are, what are you making? And so now there's like a, each short story, wherever it's published, people read it, but they're like, can we get your book here? And that drives sales over here locally. But then also it signals to outside parties who are not part of this local literary scene. Wow, it seems like these people seem to be interested in this work. Why have we not heard of this work? Why is it not on our right. radar? So yeah. now you have some, some interest. Buzz, in buzz, yeah, buzz. yeah. Yeah. So yeah. then talk to us about getting a publishing deal with your publisher in the US. So Cecile, brave, very courageous, very experienced, very, very wonderful person in the global literary community. Like she's very, very deeply respected in a lot of places. She gets rejections for the work. And you can see how 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 hectic publishing is it's not easy for anybody at any level and it's not a thing where you can just be ego and be like oh i've got i am such and such and therefore i have these people under my label and therefore they will be no it's not guaranteed nothing is guaranteed i'm shielded by at this time by a lot of things from uh, from, um, from a lot of these rejections because she's dealing with them as the literary agent she's marketing the work setting up meetings sending it out taking calls on my behalf. And so I'm shielded from this. I just get like um, a semi-regular report saying, no, so I send it out to this, whatever. And they were enthusiastic, but ultimately said no. Some of them were like very, very big publishing houses. And you know, it's good that she shielded me from that because I'm not sure how I would have reacted if I was like, these people say no. And I'm like, but they're a dream publisher. And they say, no, I could have reacted very terribly, but I was, kept focused by the work of short story writing. I was still busy writing short stories, still busy editing those short stories, still working with other editors. And I was working with Duke. I had a lot of things on my plate that distracted me from the misery of rejection. Then in 2020, uh, Scout Press said, your manuscript wound up on our desk. And we read it and the, the person who picked it up, Dina Asabea Williams, she, she said, she told me the story with like, I read it and then I, I reached over to my colleagues and I was like, I'm gonna send you something and you need to print it and read it. And then let me know what you think. And then apparently that's how it got floated in Scout Press. And everyone was like, what is this? Who is this? And then thankfully, when they could type in Reminganese into Google or whatever, they were like, oh, this dude has a publishing history, what I didn't have in the past, whatever. Now, I'm not sure whether that helps sell the thing, but it maybe generate a little bit of confidence in the narrative. It makes you real. This is somebody yeah. who other people have signed off. Yeah, on. yeah. And then they loved the story. And then from there on, Cecile negotiated a, a publishing contract for me. And then from there on, it was now 
now you have the book out in South Africa, uh, the short stories are out in the world, uh, the, the, and now you're trying to getting ready for 2021, which is when your book is going to, which means another re-editing phase. As, as general or specific as you like, What's the process of negotiating a publishing contract? So sometimes mine might be weird because I already had a publishing contract with Blackbird. So it wasn't me negotiating, it was Blackbird negotiating with Scott Press to try and get the best deal for both parties. What you want to, what I think a writer wants to hear firstly is advance. Uh, because that advance tries to <laughs> make your time worth it having produced this book, but it also comes with consequences, as in like you must make your advance, advance back. So it plays out in weirdly in the world. The bigger the advance, uh, the higher the expectations on that book. You need to make back your advance before, I think, before you can get royalties. Um, sometimes you can trade off and have a smaller advance and get a better royalty figure. Um, you also want to be hearing words about where your book will be distributed. It's nice to be in a big publisher, but sometimes big publishers might not be interested in distributing your works abroad. Uh, so you want to hear about that kind of thing. You definitely want to be looking at that clause that said uh, first option rights for the next work because you not only want to publish the next book, but you also ideally want to have a shorter route to publish. You don't want to go back into the streets to market. So you want to be told, you know, in your next work, we'd like the first option to see it and we publish it. So hopefully, so then you remain in that stable. Third, I think you need, well, I don't know what number we're on now, but you certainly also do want to hear about things like, so it exists in print. What about audio book? What about other mediums? You definitely want to be hearing what the long-term strategy for the life of this work is, because you don't want to be on that hamster wheel where you must write a book every six months. Let's maybe end here, which is what are the keys to working with an editor? My personal ones are, I, I don't come to writing as a master. I come to it as a novice, as a person who's curious, who wants to learn more. That desperate desire, personal desire to be a better storyteller is what I come with to the editing process. And so when Ben Guest, editor, says, Remy, we think you're doing something wrong here. Or we think you must do this or, or, or look at this part again. I don't get hurt by that at all. I think when Ben Guest says that to me, I think he's right. What I like is to be empowered to, to fix that. So I don't like Ben Guest to take a sword to the work and say, we chopped it here, here, here. Here's this what it must look like. I'm like, no, 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 no. Tell me what you think it should be and then give me options about how to get there, which is what all the editors from Blackbird all the way to Scout Press did. They were so good at showing alternative routes to get to the same place. Some roads were longer, some roads were shorter. Some roads might have changed something here, but look how it comes out later there. And that was for me like this mind expanding process and activity i i have i am not the same writer after having gone through this and being willing to experience to let go to, of insecurity and just immerse myself in that process is 
was amazing. A passionate editor, when Ben Guest editor reads the short story or the novel and loves it and is like, this is hilarious or this is affecting or this is resonant. The edits they come back with are, let's bring this out more so that we can enhance this quality. Let's do this this way. And you can see they've dived into the manuscript just as much as you do, as you have. And it is scary sometimes how editors, the ones who are really intuitive, become a part of the work and they're able to spot and pull out blind spots that you weren't even aware exist. And you're like, oh, oh my God. And sometimes it feels like they're a companion to the writing. And that yes. for me is what I've, I cherish the most about all of my editors and the people that I've learned with. Working with a great editor for me is, it's almost like having a great co-author. I mean, somebody yeah. that really is invested in the work and is helping you make it better. Yeah, I think about it like a dance, uh, a partner dance. Love and, that. Yeah, and both of us, if I'm the lead and the editor so, is the follow, so to speak, it's going to take both of us to give each other a good dancing experience. Uh, both of us need to know our steps, need to know the rhythm, the melody, everything. And ultimately, at the end, you want to leave this dance knowing that you've acquitted, you've done your best to give the other person, not you, the other person, a good experience. And you part ways and you go dance with other people. And dance for me, with somebody else. yeah, that is, that is what I think about editors. I think that's such a great mindset to enter into that yeah. dance with. Remy, this has been fantastic. A couple things. Yeah. One, do you want yeah. to give your agent... Uh, and press a shout out and two yeah, where can man. people find you so the wonderful agent behind the eternal audience of one and Raymond Gamija is Cecile Barensma she is living in New York works there her agency is called Siebel Agency uh, google it CB literary agency so google it and you'll find her and her list of wonderful clients were published uh, the eternal audience one is published internationally by scarf press it is available in all wonderful bookstores and the new york public library ben gets sent me a picture of it and i was you know, i was emotional it was like a huge lump in my throat hey? I, I cannot i cannot explain to you what that means the yeah, just a lot. Uh, and it's also available in South Africa from Blackbird Books. Uh, I'm around on Instagram, Twitter as Remy the Quill, uh, R-E-M-Y-T-H-E-Q-U-I-L-L. -L. If you follow me on Twitter, I, I tweet a lot of random lyrics and a lot of lame jokes. Uh, <laughs> but I also like sharing a lot of the things that I'm reading. And my website, I curate more personal writings or reflections about literature, things that I'm reading, things that I've heard, things that I've watched. Uh, and I'm getting back into photography slowly but surely. Um, and then I'm also Instagram under the same handle. Spotify is where I curate playlists and some of the playlists in the eternal audience of one are going to be available on Spotify in the weeks and months to come. So if you follow me on Instagram or Twitter, you'll find that out there. Other than that, uh, what else? What else can I give a shot? Duke, again, D-O-E-K-L-I-T-Mag.com. Um, and yeah, just such an honor to be here with you, Ben, to talk about reading, talk about writing, talk about my journey. Thank you for making space and time in your universe for me. I appreciate oh, it. No, no, you're more than welcome, Remy. And thank you for your time. And, and 
we, we started early in this conversation talking about the idea of the specific making it universal. And I think yeah. you being so specific about the steps in your journey is actually helpful for people who are pondering going on this journey themselves. Um, no, I think especially so the much. thoughts you shared about publishing and editing and, and just your steps. Uh, so thank you. Thank so you much, very ben. much. Yeah, no, thank you, Ben. And we're looking forward to seeing your work out in the world. Uh, podcast life. Uh, it's going to be I think it's going to be a wonderful journey. Thank you so much for starting this and for having me. Fantastic. Yeah. And please come come back for book number two. <laughs> pressure, no pressure. That was my interview with Remy. Again, his book, The Eternal Audience of One, is out now. And one important note, Remy talked about submitting stories to various literary journals through Submittable.com. Please note that Submittable.com is no longer in business. It's, It's a totally different platform now. But to find literary magazines... There's a great resource at Poets and Writers. So it's pw.org. And then if you just search for literary magazines, they have a whole database by genre, subgenre, submissions, etc. So Poets and Writers, that's pw.org. And then under Publish Your Writing, Literary Magazines. My name is Ben Guest. You can find all of my work at benbow.substack.com. That's benbow.substack.com. If you like this interview, please like, share, and comment. Have a great day.